everybody and welcome to side character quest this episode is not a normal episode this is going to be behind the scenes kind of stuff uh, if you're not into that feel free to skip um, just spend the time that you would have uh, spent lis- listening to this spend it leaving a review for the show or sending me a message to pass along to one of the players to say how cool you think they are that sort of thing whatever But yeah, Mason and I thought that we wanted to let that last episode just sort of end on its own merits and not bog it down with the post-show conversation with uh, bloopers and things like that. So that's all going to be here. That's going to be living in this little bonus episode. It's very lightly edited, uh, for us at least, uh, so hopefully you don't mind all of the uhs and stutters and blah blah. Um, But, you know blemishes and all you'll have a good time i should also mention that just recently i guessed it on an actual play that's like twin peaks but better the x-files but worse and gravity falls but exactly the same it's called the weird i'll I'll have a link to it in the show notes but regardless it's very good and uh that tagline listen it's it's not accurate at all but also it's weirdly accurate um so you should check it out it's good it's good i went into this blind there they hadn't released any episodes yet so i had to just go on faith that these folks would make something good and i have since listened to the first like however many episodes are out at this point but i have listened to them and i was like whoa wow i'm glad that i am a part of this uh it's good it's good and hopefully my episodes will also be good and my episodes are coming out in a couple of days and if you've listened to this much of this rambly in- intro then surely you would like to listen to me be get to be a player on like a fun little 90s conspiracy supernatural kind of game show it's the weird check it out i'll have a link whatever that's that's the important stuff if you enjoyed this arc Please, you know, let us know. Uh, leave a review on whatever system you use. Shoot us a message on Twitter or by email saying, hey, liked it. Uh, tell your friends. Wow, that's the most important part that I forgot right until the end. Tell your friends. And also, we're probably going to end up recording a questions episode at some point in the next few months. Probably. I don't know. Send us your questions. Just send anything that you would like us to ask, answer on the show put like side character questions in the subject line or in the Twitter or the tweet or whatever the heck, however you reach us, do that and I'll answer on the show. All right, when normally when I start getting this voice, it means that I've stayed too long. So I've, I've stayed way too long. I'm sorry about that. Let's get out of here. On with the show. standing desk to a sitting desk because this is post-show and I no longer need that good, good standing energy. Um, do we want a separate, do you want a separate file or is this like, where is this going to exist? Uh, this would presumably, so, so I, I assume you haven't listened to these because, uh, I, I put them at the end of an arc after the credits. Oh, generally just a little bit of post-show conversation. 
Yeah, because I told you how I'm shitty and I always skip to the next start of any next episode. <laughs> no, you're good. I, I think that a lot of people probably do that. Damn, I wish I knew. Well, now I have to go back. I didn't know you did I these. I don't do them all the time. I There was a particular, there was a particular arc where we finished and then we just we forgot to stop recording and just ended up like talking about our feelings about how it ended and then i realized oh i really like this i should do this after at the end of every as arc. a thing yeah but um it's not it's not a, a necessary thing i feel so that's why i don't really highlight it too much oh boy okay so uh i i actually feel something yeah you know what i mean like you know that feeling when you finish a book you like or your favorite doctor in Doctor Who gets reincarnated as a new one and you're like, I'm not going to like this. I really like that. And now it's over. You know that like emotional whole feeling? Yeah, I feel it too. I'm actually kind of feeling that about Talbotton and I didn't expect to. I... Not that it wasn't like, a, you know, like a good fun story or anything. It's just that I was expecting to just be like, yep, that's it. It's over. Um without feeling actually impacted, but I do emotionally feel slightly impacted on like a level I don't control. Yeah, I, you know? I feel shitty about it because like, I, I, I feel especially shitty about this because like, I know from, from fairly early on, you told me that you wanted there to be the real possibility of consequences of like that. Oh of, yeah. Of death. I'm a big fan of yes. that. And I, I've known this from the beginning uh, with your arc that I, that you really, really wanted me to be open to that. And yet I can't help the, the feeling of I could I could just make Talbotton not dead. Like I have the powers for that, you know, and, and it's it's so hard to not do that because I want to see more of this this person, you know. I, w I want him to come clean about who he is to people, other people who matter to him. I, I want him to. Uh, f to 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 feel, uh, you know, inspired and, and and to write more and to and to publish more and to just or to just exist more as this crotchety old hermit, but now with more stories to tell. Like the amount of poems and stories he could have written about this after having talked to these skeletons. Also, I think Talbotton feels a deep sense of kinship to these skeletons yeah. in in a weird, twisted way. Um. Even though it seems sudden, and part of that is definitely just me, Mason, imparting my feelings about them onto Talbotton without very much narrative justification. But Pard was speaking with them, uh, Talbotton speaking with them, and 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 what he did learn from from lying and whatnot, I think does like. I, I think Talbotton at his heart is a good person, yeah. and and wants people to be good and happy, and doesn't want harm to come to people, and for whatever they went through, even if they were somehow the architects of their current form, mm -hmm. like if they are responsible for the fact that they are living as skeletons, I think Talbotton just thinks they're, they're people who should live yeah. and should be able to tell their story. Um, but they can't because people would reject them because they're scary, which is also how Talbotton has grown up. This feels fucking you know tragic, dude. You, you know what? Well, you know what the most tragic and shitty part is, is right before that ending speech, I rolled a one on Arcana and so to set the sending stone to call out. So more than likely, nobody heard the message. Didn't get to Father Pard. Talbotton's final poem is lost forever. More than likely, um, 
more than likely nobody heard that. More than likely that did not go to anybody. I heard voices. Who knows? And maybe it went to the elemental plane of farts. And like that is where Talbotin's final work exists. I, I want to stress for, for anybody that is listening to this. We are recording this right after this has happened. Yeah. And I, I really, to be perfectly honest, in my, my heart of hearts, I did not see things. Like, even though I knew this was a possibility and I was structurally preparing it, preparing myself, in my heart, I did not really feel that this was a thing that was going to happen. And I feel so bad about it. Like, what, Talbotin, Talbotin's passing? I think so, yeah. Uh, like, this just, the, recently there have been a couple of uh, instances of people in the show who I feel were uh, true villains, like true bad guys. But this is, I think it feels like the first time that there's been like a f- true tragedy. It's interesting. Um, there was something that, how do I phrase this? Sorry, Eli. <laughs> Saying that this is the first time there's been a tragedy. <laughs> Roger, Roderick was a villain uh, because Roderick was a fundamentalist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um so no, not sorry, Eli. I'm just kidding. I love Eli. Um, oh, no, Lore, but Lore didn't. Lore is fine. So yeah. Uh, there's something, and th- this is a little bit meta e, I guess. Well, I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying. Um, I read something. I don't remember where. Like it was a shitty source, but someone made a point that I thought was very poignant, which was it was about making characters, and it was if you want someone to really love a character, don't make them perfect like give them yeah. very glaring obvious flaws make them not the best person yeah uh, and i like tried to do that like i i tried to make talbotton kind of a dick kind of arrogant yeah. uh and kind of self-important and pretendy mm-hmm. um and i actually think it made me i don't know i can't speak for any anyone listening or any anyone else's gauge of the performance of the whole thing but for me it did make me kind of like him yeah, because uh, even though I don't think it was fully colored in the 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 lines of this picture, I feel like Talbotton had his heart in the right place, and I do feel sad about his oh, passing, God. and it does feel like a tragedy, uh, and I think it's even more a tragedy because probably nobody heard the message. Especially, thinking- it's a tragedy for the world. I'm sorry to cut you off, but it's a yeah, tragedy no. for the world because there was so much buildup. That situation, that conversation gleaned so much more insight and information into these skeletons than I feel we've really had um, yeah. in, in the world of SCQ. Yeah. Uh, even if it was still vague and, and not fully transparent, we gleaned a lot of insight into what was going on and where they stood and what their thoughts were, even maybe just to this sect of skeletons. And there was so much buildup that resulted in a death and the loss of that information, very likely. Yeah. Like, it's like when you, it would be like building a classic car from like parts and sourcing it from all over the place and spending hours and hours working up to it. And then on the first test drive, you wrap it around a fucking tree. Like yeah. <laughs> you, you built it up and then it was gone. And because I failed to make the stone work for sure, it's likely gone completely. I, I'm also, I'm thinking about the people, the people outside you know, the, the people in your group, uh, Tal and, or Blue and George. And I'm thinking about what they would do in this situation because... Oh, the trip home. Yeah. But also, also like, 
Blue wouldn't accept that you were dead. He would try to find you. Like, he would try to look. But but the thing is, we said how deep this thing was. You know, this was down... I, I said, like, no more than 50 feet. Like, it had to have been at least 30 feet down. And, like, I, I can't... I can't imagine how how you would survive that you yeah, know no i i can't either and i want i i so want to come up with a bullshit narrative way to like keep you alive because i want to revisit this character i had so much fun with him and like want to see where else he's going to go and it just feels so devastating to me <laughs> Well, I don't know about uh, in the context of the show or in anything, but uh, we didn't start when Talbotton was born. You know, that's There's, true. We've we've started very near the end of Talbotton's life in retrospect. Yeah, there was always that carriage ride with Blue that we glossed over. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I don't think George would care because I just kind of bossy. He did want the uh, the sending stone. He did so want the sending stone. So he, he would care at for least, that. With that in mind, I mean, because you guys did have a, a pretty good idea that the sending stone was somewhere down there um, because that's where the, the trail had led. He might want to try to excavate and then presume, hopefully, presumably, they at least would find your body and have something to return to Pard. Yeah. Oh, and Pard, and Pard lost his brother, basically. The oh. only the only other, I'm assuming, the only other Brega Tiefling he's ever known. Yeah. Probably one of the only people who knows what he is. Fuck, man. So, uh, if Pard shows up in future arcs, that'll affect him, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn. And also, if I was Pard, I would be blaming myself. I, and I don't think he should. I'm not saying that he should, because he yeah. shouldn't. But yeah. if I was that person, I would inevitably be like i this was my idea i sent them down i did this so that's got to be emotionally tough for pard yeah we told a sad story ty we told a sad story when did this happen there was a lot of goofs there was a lot of jokes there was a lot of funny parts but i guess that's just kind of how life goes like it's all I funny and goofy and then it's impossibly sad and then eventually it's funny and goofy again. The next the next um, arc that I plan on recording is going. I, I don't know that it'll I, I doubt it'll be sad, but it is going to be relatively serious. And I'm thinking that because uh, like because we're, we're recording these like months in advance, I'm thinking I might want to. Um, there's another one that I, I that is coming up that I will be recording later. That will be less serious. And I think I might want to shuffle the release of those. Flip-flop those two? Flip-flop those because this the, is dark. I mean, if you looked at the pie chart, though, of like uh, goofy versus d depressing, this arc has been primarily goofy. Yeah. There have been a lot of hijinks and stupid stuff. <laughs> and then oh, it's, just the, it's just the very end of it. Uh, leaves a pretty sad taste. But I had a lot of, of fun. And okay, honestly, good. I like having a definitive end. I, I, yeah. I, yeah. 
what what are you uh, what were ways that you thought this might have gone from from the beginning? Like when when I first introduced, let's let's cut. We we just talked about a bunch of really sad stuff. Uh, our sad feelings about this. Let's talk about our other feelings, our non-sad feelings about the show. <laughs> what? Where did you think when I first invited you on, and you first said you were going to do be Talbot, and like, what were your thoughts for what might happen with the show, um, like for the campaign? Because I can't help but be meta. I guess I I was thinking about what narrative arcs we might explore in terms yeah. of like what might happen, and I thought. For Talbotton, I was going to aim for sort of an arc of um, self-acceptance was something I had wanted to, or I had thought we might explore of like Talbotton has lived his whole life under this guise. You get the brief moment of being true to himself with Pard. And then I thought sort of Blue is a person who, you know, has blue skin because of all the colloidal silver that he drinks. And Blue embraces his odd appearance. Talbotton hides it. I thought we might get to explore like, Talbotton coming to terms with being an oddity and expressing himself that way. And especially because Talbotton is a published author having the privilege to express himself honestly and still likely be accepted because everyone, you know, at least among the people who liked his work, like, oh, that's Talbotton. And oh my gosh, this is the thing about Talbotton. I'm not going to. Yeah. Yeah. All that stuff. I thought that that, that self-acceptance might be um, a bigger theme. I thought that we would go to Flughaven fight some zombies or something, find the sending stone somewhere, give it to George. I was going to justify the choice of giving it to George uh, as being like, it's still pretty far south, uh, which is where, you know, skeletons were first spotted. It'd be a good place. The Salton Sea is a big destination. Um, that yeah. would be a good, you know, we could get it, to it him. Doesn't make, it's kind of useless to have the sending stone. I mean, as far as, they're, you know, using it for communication, it doesn't make sense to have two of them in Cirque. You right. Know. And... One, one's in Rena, one's in Cirque, one's in Salton Sea area, somewhere down there. That would make sense. Uh, that yeah. would make sense, because they're pretty spread out. Um, so I, I, thought, I thought we'd explore, you know, what might happen with that, what might have happened to Flughaven, which we did explore that. Yeah. Do you have any questions about things? Anything that's, like, still up in the air for you? Oh, God, yeah, but you're not going to be able to tell me any of it, so what's the point? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> there have been some things that I have avoided telling you because I, I thought it might affect uh, your decisions, but but I think I, I might be comfortable telling you in hindsight. Oh, I mean, most of my really burning questions have to do with the skeletons and where they're from and what they meant by the druidic focus. Like, did they make that stag or like, where did the stag come from? I saw it in my dreams, uh, so it must have been reaching out somehow. Do I have, did Talbotton... And for that matter, does Pard have a, a tie to this stag in some way? Are we the products of some kind of druidic intervention? Um, like, uh, can you answer any of this? I, I will say uh, that. So, so are you the products of any druidic uh, thing? You had asked me to have a, a few ideas of like terrible things that could happen to Pard, terrible ways that we could end the the arc. And one of my ideas was, uh, which which you saw a bit of this, was that um, the arcanist seeing you thinks that you've been affected by druidic magic in some way and wants to study you. And thus we end with, in some way, with him capturing you and then going off into the underground. And uh, we know that you are going to be experimented on. Mm. And that would have been a really terrible thing to happen. 
Yeah. yeah. That would have been a fate worse than death. Some might say. Boy. Um, so definitely some some people would think that there would be some sort of connection there. <laughs> I, See, I'm, I'm trying to think of, I, I've had a lot of questions. I'm trying to think of ones I had that you could answer. Uh, when I... When I messed up in that conversation, it was because I was speaking like an alien pretending to be human, as yeah. you told me in our, our group chat afterwards. Because I was like, what did I say that was wrong when he rolled the 20 on the yeah, inside? It was, and it was that oh, go ahead. It, you said it was that I was saying things, asking questions about things I should know. Yeah. And it was it was a, a combination. So every time we had rolled something, we had gotten you had gotten very we had had a very tight like he almost saw through your bullshit. And the thing is, you were you were always bullshitting your way like being vague uh as a way to get through and that only could get you so far and what you said i don't remember exactly what it was off the top of my head um but whatever it was that you said wouldn't have been enough to put him on edge if he hadn't already been on edge. Mm. like it just was it was something that was just off enough you know, that it would, it would raise, raise red, red, flags. red flags. I mean, the alien talking to a human thing, the example, like you, you sounded like a alien trying to pretend to be a human. It would be as if, um, a alien was to say to me, Oh, you, you want to go to McDonald's where they sell, um, cow meat. Right. Like, right. Right. Where it's, like, where it's like, yeah, yes, yeah, dude, dude. Yeah. yeah cow meat. Um, here's a question. Can you answer it? Uh, and here's the question. To go with that question, who did he think I was? Like, I don't even know what he thought I was or what I was pretending to be. That's how much I was clueless. Sorry. Yeah. To, to clarify. So when he first sees you, he does not think that you are anything special. He thinks that you are, or, or rather, he thinks that you're something interesting and weird that he needs to study because it could have some, you could have some relation to the stag, right? Because he he, he is like... They have captured the stag. They have contained it in some way and presumably are using it for some purpose. Oh, I set that fucking thing free. And then he sees you, who also looks like a deer, and that is too big of a coincidence, is what he thinks. There must be some sort of connection, so he needs to examine you. Then you bullshit your way, stumble onto the one lie that would potentially put him off, which is you tell him that that it worked and that you are the same thing as the stag. You are the stag. If the stag had been successful, you know, it's funny when I said it yeah. worked, I was talking about the, cause I had had a conversation with Threep about building the wall to protect from whatever fucking God King thing. That's what I was yeah. lying about. He, and that's why I was like, how have you pieced these things together? Uh, Mason, what, how did you do this? And I did. This is just an example of you being vague enough that I am, that query is filling in the gaps and yep. getting an answer that is just like the idea that you are, that you were, the result of a successful that you were a result of that ritual, but successful is not, he could not pass that opportunity up. He needed to know more, mm. you know? Oh, uh, how did you think this arc was going to go? Cause a couple of times you said you did not expect, especially going right into all of that. You didn't expect a lot. There, there were a lot of things. Um, one thing that I, one thing that's, that's big is, uh, that I think could have, allowed things to play out differently would be if you had um 
Oh God, there's so many, there's so many things. I wasn't expecting you to have, uh, to try as much as you did to talk things through with Threep and like to get a, to get the opportunity to go down there as, as in a diplomatic way, as opposed to in a combat or stealthy way. Mm. I thought that you were going to go in there either combat, stealthy, or maybe magical intimidation, something like that. I didn't think you were going to diplomat your way through, which is crazy talk because that's what we did the entire time. Yeah. It's like talk our way through things. I, I am, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't see things coming that should be obvious a lot of the times. Also, uh, one thing that, that could have possibly resulted in things playing out differently was, uh, if you had looked around the room. So I mentioned multiple times that in that room with the stag, there were multiple doorways, yeah. One one of the doorways uh you would have if you had gone in there you would have realized that that area you were in part of the place was collapsed due to a sinkhole which um had opened up underneath. And so this place was incredibly structurally unsound. Oh no. But you didn't go over there so you didn't find that out. Uh that- It's probably for the better tie cuz I would have used featherfall and just sunk my way down there. <laughs> and and the purpose of that was to so the the stag is very very strong and I knew that you as a bard without blue without anybody else wouldn't have been able to handle that my my idea was that if you got into a confrontation with that and needed to fight it one of your options that was going to be open to you would be collapsing this place down upon yourself take the place down and the like stag this, with this, it yes instead I, I freed I, the fucking stag that broke Flughaven. Yes, I thought that a, a strong possibility for yourself would have been uh, this is this is kind of what I was prepared for. This is kind of why I thought that you likely would end up not dying would be. Um, oh, God, I just feel so bad about this. Um, I thought that you were going to potentially bring the the thing down and then escape into the tunnel into the underground. Ah, uh, yeah, because that's how they they arrived. Yeah, you know, through that tunnel. There's another way out. Yeah, there's another way out. Um, but or you were going to go up, but instead you tried to relay your final message. What do you think would have happened if I'd gone up to Blue and George? That is a really fucking good question, and I was a little panicked that you were going to because I was like, I don't know how. I don't know what the end of the arc would be. Then, <laughs> you know, there wouldn't be like a button on it. Uh. Did the stag, the stag brought the building down. Yes. Intentionally? That's a complicated question. I think that it is fair to say, okay, so there's a few pieces that you have right now, right? I let the stag uh, out, so me and the stag are chill, but I'm dead yeah, now, so that doesn't matter. Um, there's a few pieces you have. Oh, by the way. Yes. I thought it was me when you showed me the stag in the dream. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've realized that at the time that you thought, thought it was it, you. thought it was me. And it was not. Well, it turns out it kind of was because I let it out. Kind of was. Yeah. Um, so the stag uh, was the result of a ritual, right? Oh, okay. Oh, that, that's, that's what he's saying. Like, he thought that, uh, that you, based off of his interpretation of what you were saying, you, he thought that you were the result of a successful version of that ritual, right? Oh, was the stag a, a, a Bregatone skeleton? The stag was a person. It was. At one point. Ah. Uh, which 
um, that that pieces together yeah. a, f- a few things for you, maybe. These fucking skeletons think druids are the key, and they're just wrong every single time. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't remember the, the lead-in of, of why I was explaining this. Did the stag bring the building down intentionally? Oh, did the stag bring the building down intentionally? Okay, so so first of all, you know that that the stag was um, one of those people, right? Okay. And if you've listened to uh, the side story Echoes, you know what the internal experience is for the skeletons, which is... Hi. Yeah? What? <laughs> He's putting his hands over his face. I didn't get that. Have you listened to that one? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I didn't piece that together. You didn't get to piece together that that was a skeleton? No. Yeah, that's why she didn't have any Mark, skin. I, I I, read, well, but I, oh my God. Yeah, but I read it. I mm. read it because you sent me the written oh, version. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know why the fuck I didn't think, I thought it was like, oh, yeah, it's just an unrelated. No, man. So. Fucking, I'm stupid, dude. It's so obvious. So, so the external experience of the skeletons is that when they were when they were wrote because I, I'm just gonna say this. I'm just gonna fucking say this because as if you listen back to this, you, this will click with you, um, and so it will have presumably clicked with the listeners. But I just want to make it clear: the internal experience of the skeletons is that when they were when they were resurrected, however that happened, they were just caught living a loop of just like going about their daily life, whatever their daily life was, they just proceeded along with that. So if they were a child that went out and played every day, they were a child and they went out and played every day. If they worked at a store, they worked at a store every day and just went through the motions of doing that. If they were a soldier who would march a lot and obey orders, they kept marching a lot and obeying orders. And if they were a weird druidic focus that was tasked with doing something with being like a protective guardian of a spot or location they would just keep doing that and when he he was captured by query who has had broken out of that cycle which we talked about how he realized that he was undead realized that he was yeah yeah um so query has captured the sag and imprison the stag he has shot a fiery moat at the stag the stag views him as a threat and the stag uses all of its druidic magic to fucking bring the place down expanding the tree that had grown up above and just like having its roots just crush everything including the stag including the stag and that is probably hey here's the here's a little uh tragic hero moment um a really fucking good thing because the stag's power since it awoke has been slowly building and building as it has focused more and more natural power and has you may recall uh from the second episode the swamp and the the plant vegetation from the swamp has been slowly encroaching on the surrounding landscape and moving farther and farther out and it was gonna be a problem right uh because you the the stag that Silas encountered in Silas's arc was not this strong. Uh, it was much weaker, and it but it has had several seasons to build up power. Yeah, but that's such an alarming rate still. Yeah, and here's one last. I still uh, can't piece. believe I didn't put together the fucking echoes thing. It's so it's fucking right there. You wrote it at the very the very last line. Yeah. 
here here's another uh another thing um that will also if it hasn't clicked with you already you're probably gonna have a similar reaction to who else have we seen a ritual that has made them animalistic and so so forth maureen maureen oh maureen yeah 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 yeah. oh yeah yeah yeah. arc yeah the uh, that is the the same ritual yeah that's what that's what I just said that they think druids a key and they're wrong every time because last oh, time yeah, they made yeah, a crab yeah, yeah. this time yeah, they yeah, made yeah. a stag um, exactly and they're just making these powerful also that crabs still there yeah uh that, you, you kind of wonder if this thing was becoming this powerful over the course of a year probably something needs to be done about Maureen sooner rather than later these skeletons like Talbotton need to accept who they are and stop trying to change it. Is that the overall well, message of SCQ? Uh, I will say that who they are is very... Um, have you ever watched Westworld? No, but I'm culturally okay. osmosed some of it. Well, um, for listeners who have watched Westworld, the experience of being one of these skeletal creatures is, is very similar to the experience of being one of the hosts, where you just you don't aren't like forming memories, and you're constantly at the risk of like falling back into one of those cycles. So you have to be... Yeah. Who did this to them? That's a good question, man. I think they question. did it. All right. Well, this this episode is, or this recording at least, has gone like two hours and fifteen minutes. So I'm gonna go ahead and yeah. like we we can cut this. Uh, if people have more questions, I'm sure we'll do a questions episode at some point. Um, but at any rate, hey man, thanks. This has been fun. Ty, thank you for architecting such a marvelous and varied arc and a wonderfully deep confusing uh and very well presented in the background overarching plot and such a deep wonderful world and thanks for letting me play it thank you i I really enjoyed having you on and now my dead corpse has to rot in some corner of your mind forever all right all right man peace bye Thanks to the Joy Drops for the use of Not Drunk as our intro and outro music. Find them at thejoydrops.com. You can find us at sidecharacterquest.com, at SCQ Podcast on Twitter, or by email at sidecharacterquest at gmail.com. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Diane, this is Agent Delaney. We finished investigating the howling waller beast of Bog Valley. Its venom sacs were paralytic, but it was a wonderful kisser. Diane, Agent Bishop thinks that psychic from Montana who tried to take over my body might have damaged the part of my brain that perceives time. Now I'm not sure if it's lunchtime or Tuesday. Diane, been watching that new show Friends very closely and have determined that I might be a Phoebe. Agent Bishop is definitely a Monica. And Ross is a parasitic blood demon that the gang should exercise immediately for their own safety. 
Uh, who are you talking to? Don't worry about it, Monica. You are aware there's no tape in that recorder, right? No. No, I took it out earlier, like- Why it's... are you touching my things? It was a full tape. You've been doing this all day. What exactly are you doing, anyways? I was just telling Diane about The Weird, an actual play audio drama that you can listen to at jointheweird.com or wherever you get your podcasts. So we're doing a meta thing then. Okay, cool. I see, I see what it is. I'm going to go back to paperwork. Yes, you do that. Such a Monica. Dan, I thought the goat man school I keep in the office and started whispering. This is just going to all just be bloop stuff. Piss bottle. Bus bin. Piss, I made a mistake. Bottle. I made yes, a mistake in I made a mistake. A couple episodes where yeah. I said JD Talbotin instead of HD Talbotin. Because it's like JD Salinger. Exactly. Who is yes. uh is not I can't say an inspiration because I'm familiar with JD Salinger because I'm not super familiar with JD Salinger. You're familiar but, with the idea yes. of the reclusive <laughs> the, uh yeah. Yeah, the platonic ideal of JD Salinger, who spent a lot of time in New Hampshire. Is uh, is something Talbotin was based off, and that's yes. kind of the where the HD comes from. But I done fucked up, and I think it was when I met several people. Yes, at some point you called him uh, when we were first talking about the idea. You presented his name as John Talbun, and, uh, and that and, didn't and help. It didn't help, and so like that that locked into my brain uh, the sound John Talbotin because I thought that's what you were going to call him for months. Yeah, and then when I asked you, actually asked you what is his full name, you were like. Hector Detruce, nickname Talbotin. And I was like, oh boy, I, yeah. this is totally not what I thought. Hector Dutrice. Dutrice. Talbotin. What did I say? Detr uh, you said Dutrice, Dutrice du or something. Dutrice. I don't know. Hector Dutrice. Hector Dotrice. Dotrice. Uh, all right. Hi, How it's are we me, gonna H Hector Dotrice. I think, oh, really quick, Perfect. off, off yep. the record. Cuts. Um, nope. There, there was something. I'm taking another sip of this whiskey. Um, <laughs> there was a bubble in my mouth when I did that. Oh, God. And some of that went down the wrong pipe. I'm so used to people not knowing shit. And I got to say, that's that's something if I ever do another campaign in another setting, I'm going to make sure that people can actually know things instead of <laughs> making it this world where every fucking thing is a mystery. No, that's good, though. Uh, uh, that's very good. Um, I need. I have been very I've been trying very hard throughout all these. You don't have to leave this in, but I've been trying very no, no, hard no, throughout these recording sessions to not have to give you a long pause to cut out. But I might need to take a second right now and just think for us for like 20 seconds. You would be the only person that has done that. <laughs> so don't don't worry, except for maybe Eli, because Eli always has a fucking plan. <laughs> I know I'm I'm trying to channel my inner Eli right now, but I don't yeah. I've never talked to him, so I don't know him, so it's really hard. <laughs> oh yeah, you haven't ever talked. Hold on, to I'm going to message him. <laughs> Eli, help me. I I only I only am connected on Twitter cuz I don't know his real name. So, uh uh what is his If Twitter? you want to do that, that would be really fucking funny and I will totally <laughs> Sir Eli of the Pine. Yes, Sir Eli of the Pine. Okay, I've just messaged him. Eli, help, I'm trapped in SCQ and Ty is going to kill me. 
<laughs> oh god. Uh okay, I actually do need to think. I don't think this is going to be fruitful cuz I can't explain the whole thing to him because I also don't want spoilers. Um Yeah. Okay, Ty, this is me thinking. Most of the stuff I like <laughs> Is it true that most of what you've had to cut out from the editing you've done is is bullshit babble and not silence? Uh for for you? For us, yeah, for for you and me. Uh, and now I have to get in the voice. This will be cut. Up. Oh, up, up, up. Hell, I start like this, and then I go up, up, up. Wasn't up, wasn't up. that old? Slightly less up. old. Oh, there oh, we go. That's oh. it. That's it. What is he gonna do? Something shitty, probably. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Hello. You have hey, a uh, I have an appointment for a Talbotton. <laughs> yes. Um, that's a yeah. That's was, a real fucking scythe. Yeah. It's our it's our um, Madeline and I. I'm so excited. We haven't gotten a chance to use them yet because the grass hasn't grown yet. But we ordered scythes to take care of our field. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't. We haven't glued the handles on yet because want to you know get ready, but. Yeah. Really cool. Also makes for a good prop when your character's about to die. <laughs> okay. They take uh, six damage. But I'm not going to describe it like that. You run down this hallway. Sorry, there was like a weird effect going on with my voice and I wanted to like see if I was hearing it. You hear, um, I feel like I'm. I feel like there's like a, a slight buzz to my voice, but I, I oh, don't know. I don't hear it. Okay. Oh no! Uh, that was the that was the uh, sound effect of the oil. <laughs> I knocked a cardboard tube with a thin lid over. Okay. Okay. Oh, I need so, to sit um, down. Yeah, and I think I could. I think I misread my own thing I wrote in my car okay. the other day. Um, gotcha. In terms of like where emphasis should go. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, but it's six lines, six syllables each line. Oh, that's fun. Um, I think. Is that what I ended up doing? We begin. We begin anew yet. Most imagine rebirth, majestic, beautiful. Learn to find beauty in dark, darkness, dampness, fungus, and you will live forever. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, six syllables, six lines. Uh, six seconds before Talbotton's death. <laughs> huh. I think with that, um, let's go ahead and uh, pitter-patter on out of here. Well, I'm just going to, uh, I guess, be slowly rolled out of here by somebody. Roll, 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 roll. Fuddle, fuddle, fuddle. The sound body, a rolling body makes. Peter.